Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, adds moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below. The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. What you listening to, man, what they talking about? They talking I got about? my hand up on that, now I'm trying to figure trying out. To figure it doesn't out. matter who's the guest or what's the subject, because they keep it 100 and them callers love it. The real show got you tuned in, ready for action, like a bad chick texting what's happening. They ain't here giving 5 o'clock news, our host keep it blunt, sharing their point of views. They going in, man, because they ain't got no filter, because they keep it 100, that's why we messing with you. Got you up to date with the lady. With music and what's trending, that's basics On primetime hours, you can never go wrong And you ain't music and what's going on And your neck of the woods like Al Roke on today like Feeling entertained with the radio show Tuesday, Thursday, take another, let them know Let them telephone rings Yeah, I'm on this thing All right, the radio show ATL back on the air, chopping it up with our homies from on the go, Christian and Jimmy. And then we got our homeboy, Big Debo, from my black friend hanging out with us. What's up, fellas? How's it going? What's good? What's up, Don't what's up me, you light skinned, jigaboo ass niggas. He's starting already, bro. It's, you it's so underbaked good. nigga, you. <laughs> Bro. What a beautiful way to start off the show. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this blur, this blur, this blur is so funny, bro. Because like my PS5 just looked like it got, got scratched by the blur. <laughs> God, dog. oh man, but it's it's good to have y'all in here again, man. You know, I always appreciate y'all time, man. And uh, I had this discussion that I wanted to bring up with with, with you guys, man. You know. Uh, on the go as a sports authority and you know Debo even though you are you know a sorry Falcon fan you know a little thing or two a little you know about sports too so hey we ain't sorry no more nigga listen I have you not been seeing the acquisitions we've been getting my nigga I, 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 I seen them that, but, as of, as of to, but as of today as of today right now that trophy case is still empty so now we got some NFC championships in that bitch more than y'all uh, congrats congratulations but we got the big <laughs> so before my uh, internet connection decided to go uh, full on 
jackass on me. Uh, I was uh, about to say that uh, the reason, Who the uh, hell? of course, you know, we always love having you guys on, but, you know, on the go is the sports authority. Debo is also a sports authority as well, even though I know he don't get to uh, get into sports a whole lot like he wants to on My Black Friend. But I wanted to bring up a subject uh, that combines sports and race with guys who I consider to be sports experts. So this thing, it had been on my mind, and people don't talk about it as much anymore, but, you know, the deal with Colin Kaepernick kneeling and my, my mindset with Colin Kaepernick kneeling was that basically they took a perfectly good, healthy, young quarterback who – proved to be a beast he decided to take a political stand certain people didn't like what he was doing so they changed the narrative on it and it went from the reason that he was really kneeling to oh well he hates the military and now he's like you know excommunicated from the nfl and it started making me wonder like all of us and pretty much a lot of people that we're around are like pro-black so i'm trying to just find out the reasons why somebody like that is taken out of the league and we're able to rationalize still watching when basically we, we probably shouldn't be having our black asses watching this when they took a brother and just took him out the league for no good reason. Like he was a, you know, a murderer or a rapist or something like that. Even guys like that get second chances. So I wanted to start off talking to you, Chris, actually, because you're the 49ers fan on here. You know, I don't know um, uh, how you grew up in Louisiana, became a 49er fan, but you're a 49er fan, you know? But, so obviously, not since we own Colin. That's yep. he was part of the reason my um, I don't want to say he's the 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 core reason of why I'm a Niners fan, but he was a part of that. Um, and he could tell you, you know, your brother can tell you, he was someone I I admired. Uh, just the the way he he broke out, you know, he he took the lead by storm, you know. <laughs> Um, he came in, he showed and proved that he can ball, he can be a leader. And just uh aside from um football, it was more like his personality uh traits that I admire. You know, him off off the field, he was a cool, calm guy, kinda humble. Um and more so just things along that line, like that's why I kinda took a liking to him. But also on the fact that were the Niners my grandpa was a Niners fan. My uncle's a Niners fan. So it's kind of a little bit within my family, but majority of my family are Saints fans. And I had a cousin who played for the Saints, won the Super Bowl that year with him. So even though I'm a Niners fan, I still root for the home team too on the other back end. But more so, I'm a Niners fan. But um, to your question, was it uh, about Cap? Um, Crap, I kind of, well, I got a kind of second uh, backtrack a bit. What was the question again? Well, yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, technically what happened was if something was like that was to happen in the business world, we probably would just just not frequent that business or we'd right, be like, right, that ain't right, us no right. more. But brother's still out here watching football, man, like, which is really the minimum. Like, watching you, watching, not watching, it doesn't, but supporting, buying the merchandise, stuff like that, like, really, like, technically, we're, and we're all guilty of it, I just wanted to know everybody's rationalization on, I guess, how we just kind of look past that, at least on our Sundays at one. How do we rationalize that, even though that's one of our brothers that they basically push to the side yeah. for, you know, expressing themselves? Well, I mean, so this is probably going to piss people off, but it wouldn't be me if I didn't piss people off, right? True. 
Um, that is an inherent black problem, and not just with sports, but with everything we do. Right? We find causes to fight for, but then we forget about it in a month. Right? I can name you five off of hand of causes that we said that we was going to boycott a business or we wasn't going to fuck with it no more, and three weeks later, we, we start doing it. Niggas said they weren't going to fucking buy Adidas no more. Niggas is still rocking Adidas after what they did to Kanye. Right? Niggas said they weren't fucking with Kanye no more. They still fucking with Kanye. They came to fight for Kanye. I was they not one of those niggas, by the way. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember when uh, a couple years ago, right before the pandemic, it was about we were gonna uh, stop posting on social media. We was gonna post just blackout pictures, and we wasn't gonna support white businesses. We was gonna support black businesses, and that yeah. shit worked for about a month. And then that shit was done. Then I remember another thing where there was people were talking about buying a city in Georgia and developing it and making it like Black Wall Street again. And that shit went kaput. Like, and that's five things. That's four or five things I just really named you that we said we wasn't gonna support. Niggas said they weren't gonna support MJ no more either. They wouldn't go buy Georgia no more when they found out that he was buying these black uh prisons. And I think that ended up being false, but niggas yeah. still was rocking Jays. You see what I'm saying? Like Black people do this shit all the time where we say we're not going to support something. We're going to band together and we're going to support our own. And then we don't. Because that's just it's it's not just because of black people. It's because of how and I, I'm not trying to be start race war, but this is how Caucasians instant made it this way. They literally took some of us from the field and brought us in the house just so that we can have some level of hierarchy in our system they right. literally would take black people and make them be in charge of other black people and in charge of whipping their own kind in front of them. you discipline him boy because i'm your master and i'm telling you discipline him and guess what if you do it i'm gonna give you an extra fucking pork chop or whatever the fuck they was eating i'm gonna give you some more accommodation like it, it's conditioned in us and it's because this is how they made us right it's crabs in a barrel or fish in a barrel, right? Like crabs in a barrel is what it is. Like we always gonna pull each other down to get up, but we're not gonna lift each other up. Like these other communities, like Jewish communities. I heard a joke one time, not even a joke. It was a story, and um, it was a Jewish guy, and he was talking to a black man. And he pulls a dollar out of his pocket, and he says, "You will never see this dollar spent in your community. You know why?" You will never have the opportunity of getting this dollar from me. Black man was like, why? Why am I never going to get this uh, opportunity to have that dollar from you? He said, because this dollar is going to go to a Jewish bakery, which will go to a Jewish cleaners, which will go to a Jewish school district or pay my Jewish taxes in my Jewish uh, uh, area. This dollar is going to stay in my community. However, your dollar is going to come to my community. Because that's just how it is. We can't Either we can't get it in our brains that we need to stick together to do shit, or we just consider like, oh no, well, I'm just better than you, and I got more money than you, and if you broke, say so, and I'm going to just spend my money wherever. But like, this is the reason why we still watch the NFL. This is the reason why we still fuck with Nike. Even though we know Nike got sweatshops and shit. MJ and them got sweatshops and shit. Yeah. And we still fuck with them. Yeah. Cause that we, cause we like yo, nigga, them Air Max is cold. I gotta give me a pair. Hey, that colorway fire though, nigga. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm guilty. 
I'm a Jordan head. I, I, I rock the J, so I, yeah. I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm, gu- I'm guilty on that one. I'm guilty of that. And, but I'm just saying, like, that's just the reason. It's like, it's not that we just don't want to support each other. We've been conditioned over hundreds of years to do this to each other and to break each other down and, like, not to really support each other. I, personally, me. I have been, and I'm not trying to suck my own dick off or make me sound better than anybody else, but I have my 300th episode of my podcast coming up, right? And M16 is the only brother that I know personally in my real life that really follows my show. My own family don't even follow my show. My own family don't even know that I was rated the number one podcast in Malta for the category in 2016. They don't even know that I was rated new or noteworthy on iTunes. They don't even know that I was featured in the Huffington Post. Because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, black folks don't care. They don't support. And that's just what it is. I get up, more white people that tell me that my show has brought some type of awareness to them in regards to uh, many different topics, not just racial topics, racial topics, but many different topics than black people. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you, and it's to that point, we follow popularity. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like. It's a joke about that, Christian, where, you know, speaking in that, that term, not to get off subject, but you're right about that because the same person who won't listen to On The Go will be the same person wishing Yo Gotti happy birthday. In the comments, calling yep. him Big Bro and everything. Yep. That he's not even going to see it. Not he's not even going to see it. Not even going to see it, bro. Not even going to see it. Not even going to acknowledge it. At you all. You know what I'm saying? And that's 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 a, a sad reality too, you know. That's something I've noticed along along um, <clears throat> coming up and stuff. We definitely have a bad habit of following popularity, and we follow popularity just to stay uh, current or hip. Uh, you know, trying to follow the current wave and stuff, and you know, we might be following it for the wrong reasons, and we 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 looking at the popular side of things where is that 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 person we consider lame that might be the actual person you need to uh follow or listen to or take advice from you know what i'm saying yep. and we might not even put no eye to that just because they consider lame or they not um they not up with the current uh status of things you know and that's the sad reality you know so- it is but like and i get it we love sports. People love sports, right? But, like, the NFL in particular, to me, is the worst organization that anybody could ever join. For, like, just the way that they run their business is, um, like, crazy to me. Like, baseball is a sport that's still run by white people, and we get that. But baseball has way more black managers than NFL has had in their history, right? Baseball was the first major fucking sporting organization to integrate right yeah they have black they have black owners they have black people all throughout every level in their their hierarchy right then you go to basketball basketball is a sport that's run by black people because every black person is and i mean i get it there's less people on an nba team but there's more chance for a black head coach to be in the NBA. You have black players. They don't have a majority black on yet, but I feel like they will have one before in the NFL. And then you look at the NFL, which is dominated by black folks, except for the primary position of quarterback. 
Which is funny because quarterback is the primary position that commands the most money. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That ain't by design. Like the NFL has literally taken the running backs out of fucking football. They have made them be re- you paying running backs like you pay somebody on special teams, bro. Yep. And guess who's they- primary running backs? Black folks. Black like people. it's it's not a it's not a. We're paying running backs the same the same contract for fifteen years. You are gonna get this four for sixteen and call it a day. Yeah, and call it a day, bro. I remember when running backs was a primary like target where they was getting paid. Yeah, and like they not they not getting paid no more. It's been a a clear execution of a plan that they have taken running backs out of football and taking that money they were giving running backs and giving it all to the quarterbacks because quarterbacks are mostly white people in this league, bro. So like. I want to I want to ask because I, like I said I'm tr- I'm truly like interested like so Jim I want to ask you man because like rationalizing and again I'm not pointing the finger because I'm I'm just guilty my TV be on too how the you know rationalizing what happened with Cap to still watching do you like block that out is it in the back of your mind is it like how does that work for you man you know to be honest with you um I think most black people with They'll say, all right, cool, fuck the league. I'm going to stop watching this league. But then they'll sit there and be like, well, shit, my favorite player is black. You know, my nephew plays football, and he he want to he wanna go to the NFL when he get older. Like, so it's, it's kind of like a, a double whammy because you'll find yourself saying, you know, screw this league, uh, screw, you know, screw the owner, screw, screw Roger Goodell, screw all of these people and all of these Trump supporters because, you know, they gonna, black folks are going to wrap everybody in everything. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like you got to put it into perspective. How many other organizations or entities am I saying screw? Right. Because I know a bunch of black people every single day. They're like, fuck the man. But none of them run their own business. You know, I go to I I'm an employee. I there's times where I've said fuck the man. But I understand like. I still got to take care of my family. So I go to work until my businesses are up and running to where I don't have to do that anymore. So when you sit back and you look at TV, I'm going to just be honest, like black people, entertainment is our shit. Like that's our thing. Right. Right. And when we say fuck this sport and we sit back and we look at TV and the mass singer is on and we don't give a damn, but they got this football game on Thursday night. That probably is going to suck, but it's going to be 10 times better than the mass singer, right? So at the end of the day, I, I just think is black people are attracted to entertainment no matter what. That's just like in our DNA. And I mean, but it's, any, it's not just the entertainment because we got our own fucking television, right? No, no, no. I'm not talking about – I'm not talking about – I'm saying like the level of entertainment. I mean, there's women that watch – there's more women that watch football now than has ever watched football before. There's more women that watch sports, period, that has ever watched sports before. They don't it's watch just, WNBA, I tell you that. No, <laughs> no, even the women that play WNBA don't even watch <laughs> They don't even watch their own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even watch their own shit. You know, but, but I'm, what I'm saying is, and this might have been the wrong example, but I'm just saying that to say this. When it comes down to entertainment, entertainment and black folk and black culture, that shit is together. You cannot separate those two. There's yeah. too many times where people try to appropriate our shit and we let them. Right. So I'm just saying, I, I think it's just the entertainment aspect. It's hard for us to say, fuck good entertainment. 
because that shit is embedded in our DNA. But so, and I hear you, and I feel you on that, and I, I, I definitely agree with some of the stuff that you are saying, right? But my question is, and I'm gonna pose this to all y'all, right? Why is it that when other, and you look in other communities, when you look at other communities, when they stop fucking with something, they really stop fucking with it. And it causes, and they create change if they stop fucking with it. I mean, I hate to use this example again, but like Jewish people literally don't fuck with certain things. If they don't fuck with somebody, if you say something against them and they don't fuck with you, they make you feel it. They literally band together you and will what? not watch something or will not support something. I know, the, an I know the answer to your question. The answer to your question is because Jewish folks, they have the foundation. They have the establishments in place to say, fuck that. Right. Black people don't. We don't have that. And we might have it in certain places, but as a whole, we don't have that establishment. So what we try to do is we try to ingratiate ourselves with other cultures, other establishments to get a piece of that. We don't really have our own shit, nor do we recognize we could have our own shit as a whole. But we can, though. And like, I feel oh, we like can. we definitely I feel like we sure all can. know that we can have our own like, shit. We have enough black billionaires that we can all have our own shit and have our own communities and have our own places of, of power, but we don't do it. Like even just, just let's stick to the sports example, right? In the NFL, they're in a, they're uh they're not their league. Um, what was it? The NFLPA, right? Their union. That's what I'm looking for. Their union is the weakest of all the unions of the of the of the major sports in America, because. As a whole, them brothers undercut each other. They can't even have a power from negotiating, even though they have all the power, because the NFL is primarily black. Even if the white folks don't agree, there's more black players in the NFL than there are white players, right? So, and if they were to band together during these negotiations, they would have more cut of the pie. They would be able to get more head coaches involved and hired they would have more black actual leadership in these organizations more gms but they don't do it they it's only one hole in that every though, fucking it's time it's one hole in that and we kind of spoke to this with the way they did cap every single person on that field to them is expendable we'll just get somebody else you want yeah. a man to do that we'll See, just bring in a brand new crop of people that won't cause no shit I, I get you i hear you on that but then this is the problem and this is again going back to my original point of we don't support because you can't bring in the next crop of black folks if they're already on board with the old crop of, crop of black folks. You see what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to pull in these college players and say, hey, we're going to pay y'all this amount of money if y'all go pro or these motherfuckers that ain't playing in the league and say, hey, we're going to bring y'all back for this amount of money. Because if we were all band together, we would we would have a position of power. Like the NFL should be making NFL players should have guaranteed fucking contracts, period, and they don't, and it's because they fold every fucking time. They're too afraid to go on strike. I remember I've seen about how many baseball strikes have we seen in our lifetimes? Because I think we're all around the same. At least three. At least three least three or four. And and I remember the one in '96 specifically because them motherfuckers held out for half a fucking season. Man, that, so, that would hurt me, man. That 94 but, strike, that was painful, bro. But they got what they wanted, didn't they? 
They did. That's why baseball players make the most money out of all major sports because they were not afraid to say "fuck you." No, I'm good. So let let me let me say this. So, um, even even going back to slavery times, right? I think one of the one of the most pivotal things that that happened was there was classism that was directly put into the black culture, right? You had house hands and you had field hands, period, mm-hmm. right? And every field hand wanted to get in the house. Being in the house was no better than being in the field. You were still a nigga, like Kanye say. Even if you yeah. in the bins, you still a nigga in a coop, right? So, if you know what I'm saying, well, I say all that to say this: if you look at these other races, the Jews, the whites, the the Hispanics, the you know whatever you know whatever you want to you want to bring up, at the at their core, there's no fucking classism in their race. Yeah, it's all one. But when you come to the black community, the first thing that you're going to see is comparison. No matter fucking what. We could all be on Section 8. But if my house got 10 more square feet than yours and I still ain't paying rent, somehow I'm better than you. Yeah. And but I we think that's the same fucking situation. That's a, that's a bit of our problem right there. You know? Classism in the black race, that's that's at the root of all our problems. Yeah. It's been ingrained in us. It's it's since, like problem. you said, since slavery. Since slavery but at bro. the same time, we know this. Like we're talking about it right now. We're just a group of five men uh, just, just sitting here talking shit on the fucking Wednesday night, and we know this. Mm-hmm. So that means everybody knows this, but some way somehow we can't get past it because it's in our DNA, bro. Mm-hmm. If you look at the UFC, you look at boxing. No matter how much you train, I don't give a fuck. You could, tr- tr- Chris. You know, you train right now. You could train for 10, 20 years. Whatever your natural response is when somebody attacks you, I don't give a fuck how much you train. That's what you're going to default to, mm-hmm. period. So that's what black folks default to, especially because we don't exercise that muscle. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for us to fall into this shit. And I think, uh, and I, I don't want to sound too awful, the, the topic, um, I'm hoping I'm articulating this right. I think it's because it's like nobody wants to be uh less than or they don't want nobody to be better than within our community right like the whole comparison thing like you just said jim somebody has to always point out something that might be better like you said you live in a little apartment you have a few more square feet than them they're gonna point out oh i got more square feet than you right and i think that goes kind of along like what Debo's trying to express like if we all stand together Who's gonna be that leader to, to step out and be like, okay, we 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 all need this together. We need we all need all to be the leaders. We, we gotta band together. But someone don't wanna someone don't wanna be the face of that, right? To take the the sort of backlash or whatever to come with it. Um, so it's like, who's gonna do that? Are you gonna do it? Or you wait? You gonna do it? Who gonna? You want me to do it? Right? You know what but I'm saying? That's the thing, Chris. It gotta be collective. That's because what I'm saying. Because, like you say, when when a Jewish community say, "I want to be better than my neighbor," that neighbor is across town. When somebody black says, "I want to be better than my neighbor," it's literally, literally. The, cousin, the cousin that stays on the fucking side. Next door. Is Next that door. that small thinking is where we fucked. Right. Yeah. Hey, I'm making some good points with that. Hey, and Tyler, what's up, man? Um, I wanted to what ask you, you, um, sort of along the same lines here, where we were, we, you know, I was mentioning about, you know, cap. And the fact that as black people, the way that he was done by the NFL, technically we shouldn't be showing up on Sundays to do shit 
dealing with the NFL, but yet we do. And me as I'll say real quick, and me as someone that that was that that still is, you know, even though he's going through his current situation, I still root for him. I'm still wishing the best for him. It, as a Cap fan and as a Niners fan, to see that him go through that situation, it was like, God damn, bro. And to to kind of piggy on like us still continuing watching football, it does pose a little bit like, well, was we really down with the man all the way, or did it mean really? Did it really mean that much to you, or you know? It does pose questions in the back of the mind, but um, it it is a uh, crap. I'm trying to find the right word. You um, I mean, it's 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 hypocritical, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, there you go. We're right, all right. we're all hypocrites at, yeah. at this point because I remember yeah. being saying "fuck the NFL," and I think I definitely stopped watching for a year. That also was because the Falcons suck too, and so. <laughs> Stop watching every year, then. <laughs> Not this year, nigga. Hey, what anyway, is that, <laughs> anyway, but it's like that's that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that this man can't get a job. Yeah, it don't like, make I'm no looking sense. at some of these QBs in the league. Uh, hey, like, Peterman. I mean, Chase Daniel is on Davis like probably his fourth contract. I mean, we could keep going and going. Like, you mean to tell me that Cap, a dude who? Why don't you ask Aaron Rodgers about him in the playoffs? Why don't you ask? Matt Ryan about him in the playoffs, all right? Well, we almost beat As y'all. Cameron. We almost beat them niggas in that game, and just so happened that it was a bad fucking call. Like, don't get it twisted, nigga. Like, Devo, this ain't about your Falcons, man. <laughs> take, just take the L, dog. Stay the fuck saying, out of here with that point, shit. The point you is, just, you just shitting the man, on the Falcons just to shit on the Falcons. I, I'm just naming all the teams he beat. He beat a bunch of MVPs in the playoffs, and he was this close to pulling off that Super Bowl. Super Bowl. He was this close. And you mean to tell me? Now. You mean to tell me there's no place? For a man like this who was last season in the NFL with 16 touchdowns and four interceptions, he can't back somebody up? No, no, He's no. He's still young at this point. They killed Daniel all his players. Jones has a $40 million a year contract. This is what I'm saying. And been taken – and his first three years in league was absolute dog water. They changed the and narrative. And cap can't get a fucking job. They changed Baker the Baker Mayfield on his fourth fucking team. This, this is what I'm saying. They changed the narrative to fit it to make themselves feel comfortable. Yeah, and they 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 don't want to touch the man, and it's, it's just it's messed up. They yeah, iced him out the league. Like this is what legit happened. They literally iced that man out of the league and colluded. Without saying they colluded, he took him to court. And I mean, even though he settled, that means because they won because they knew this shit was going to do irreparable damage to their fucking image. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's fucking hilarious how. This man can't get a fucking backup job. Because it ain't about like, money. Because he got paid. On the Falcons right now, nigga. Because he got paid. That settlement, he got paid. So it ain't about money. He got paid. But, yeah, I just I, that's the part that I can't understand that. You mean out of 32 teams, you ain't got a spot for this dude who basically for, you could say, for a good two seasons <laughs> was wrecking the league. You couldn't do nothing with him. But, listen, you can you – can, but this is, again, this is my problem with the NFL. Because you can say that to any level of the NFL. Because there's, you give me one real good reason, a valid reason why Eric Bieniemy has to leave Kansas City and take a fucking uh, OC job in Washington just so he can get a fucking head job, head coaching job. When what's the motherfucker head coach in Oakland? The nigga that came from the Patriots. What's his name? Are you talking about Josh McDaniels? McDaniels get a fucking job and ain't been shit since. 
He like, probably should have never been hired. I'm looking again. at niggas that's failing up. Like Frank Frank Reich, the head coach of the fucking Carolina Panthers, gets fired from his fucking job for being terrible at his job, and then gets another head coaching job. Yep. Like literally the next cycle, it doesn't make sense. And then Eric Bieniemy sitting here for fucking three four years, just winning, winning Super Bowls, winning championships, and he can't fucking get a head coaching job. Yeah, they, they don't have a lot of retreads. I mean, I remember uh, the Bears fired Lovey Smith. He was 10 and 6, and they was like, oh, that ain't good enough. They're like, what? Okay. Yeah, took that team to the Super Bowl and everything. It was like that's two years like, before that he took them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Dan th- Quinn just, had one of the most terrible records in fucking Falcons history. This nigga Dan Quinn went six, 7 and 10, just mid. Not 17, I think it was 6 and 10. Two years in a row. Gets fired mid-season, and then literally the next cycle, he the damn BC of the Dallas Cowboys. That's how it is. Like I'm gonna tell you, another guy who should ne- never have a job again, and he, he just showing up winning championships now. Steve Spagnuolo should never be coaching nobody ever again, ever. <laughs> and they just keep cycling his ass, keep cycling. He should never be nobody's defensive coordinator. Okay, when he was our defensive coordinator, he gave up. We gave up the most yards in the history of the league. He should not be anybody's coach at all. And that nigga name be in, in, in shit. It's yep. crazy to me. Herm Edwards gets fired for no fucking reason. Like, it's, it's but white, it, their white counterparts get rehired way quicker. It's, 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 it's camaraderie in that old good old boys club. That's exactly what it is. The Southern Mafia. Listen, I get it. I just be trying but to like, rationalize At some it. point, when we going to say we have power? When we going to wake up from this motherfucking fantasy and this dream and say, you know what? We really do have the power in this league. There are more of us than it is on us. Because how many players are in the NFL? Somebody look it up. On the roster? Just period. How many active players are in the NFL right now? Man, it's, it's, de- it's definitely over 3,600. Yeah, yeah. 3,600. So you're telling me 3,600 people don't got more power than 32 fucking people. Yeah. And I get it. They billionaires. It, it might but nigga, a- I'm your product. Nigga, and if your product say I'm like going out there to perform, guess who ain't making no motherfucking money, bro? It's like, a, it's, it's a, at some it's point, you got to say, damn, I'm, I, we got the power. That's why this Lamar Jackson shit is so huge. That's why Lamar Jackson got to get paid. He, he got to get paid for, for every player, not just black people, but white people. Because, like, they, he has to get paid because this nigga is old fucking money. Because you got Daniel Jones in New York making $40 million a year. And you got what's that nigga? Colin Murray is making what 45 million a year? Some trash. And these niggas ain't want ain't did half the shit that this man done did in the league. And you telling me I'm only worth 30 million? No, bitch, I'm not playing for 32 million, nigga. No, man, up that money. And as much as I want my Falcons to get them, and I know they ain't because he's owed this fucking money. That's like why the NFLPA is like, nah, nigga, y'all pay him. Y'all gave Deshaun that contract after Deshaun allegedly fucked all them fucking hoes. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Listen, because ain't no way you're going to give me a massage and I say suck my dick and you don't know it. But that's hey. a hot take. <laughs> Debo. Debo. That's a hot take. I ain't forcing <laughs> the dick in your mouth. Whatever. Hey. Hot he, take. He, it might have not been 26, but I had if I had to guess, it was about at least uh-uh. two of them. I believe he fucked a lot of them. I'm not saying he didn't. But, like, if I'm a 26-year-old young rich nigga and you know who I am by my face and I say, give me some pussy and you say, yeah, 
that ain't me forcing myself on you, nigga. You chose that life. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's how I take it. Neither here nor there. So, so <laughs> I just know that if this man got that money with the fucking controversy that he got, then Lamar, who has been a fucking picture perfect example of what to be a quarterback, deserves this money. That's why this nigga can't say no. He can't. He can't give in. If he give in, they will. I'm gonna tell you this: the NFL, uh, the 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 owners in the NFL will always have the power. Mm-hmm. If, if 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 it's bigger than Lamar at this point, it's bigger than Lamar. Man, Tyler, um, you go ahead and get in here, man. So, man, my my thing, I'm a, I'm gonna do the, I'm a, I'm gonna answer the cap question and then also the Lamar thing. Um, basically, man, with with cap, when it first happened, I was never like, you know, fuck football. I was more of like these people doing this man wrong because. We all know, and all black folks know, if a white dude did that, then it would have been it would have been great. Yeah, he'd be patriotic. He'd be patriotic. He would have been patriotic, standing standing up for what he believed in. He would have had old dudes that you know fought in wars come on TV. Oh man, I'm I'm happy he did it. Somebody needed to do it. This, that, and the other. But the fact that Cap did it because he's black. It's a problem. And you know what's even not to cut not to cut you off T, but you know what's even funny real quick about that cap situation? A military vet gave him the idea to do that. And it turned out to be the whole argument of him disrespecting the country and the flag when he had a whole military vet give him the green light and told him that it was okay for him to take that stance that way. You know, because he initially started off sitting on the bench for the. Yeah, he was just sitting on the bench. He was. And then the he talked to to that military uh, officer, and he said, "Well, you know, instead of you sitting on the bench, you can take a knee." What if that was a setup? What if that was a setup? I don't. I feel like whatever he did was going to be a problem. If it was no way, no way, yeah, no way, you cooking. Why him though? If it was a setup. Because he wasn't the only black quarterback in the league at that time. No, he no he no he started sitting like he was intentionally sitting. Hey, and then he went and sought a veteran, and that veteran said, "You know what? You know it'll probably be better. How about you kneel during 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 this shit? How about and he still got a problem with it? Yeah, but you know what's even funny? While I'm thinking about it too, and I'm gonna let you get back to what you were saying, T. If you if you ever watch Marshawn Lynch. When have you ever seen Marshawn Lynch stand up during the National Anthem? Have you ever seen Beast Mode do that? Man, real talk, Chris, I, I'm i going to just say this and I'll let Tyler get back to his point. One, I ain't never watched the, the anthem part of a game, never. And two, I'm still trying to figure out why are we even singing the National Anthem at a sporting event. It's a goddamn sporting <laughs> event. Why are we doing the National Anthem? At a sporting event, it's un- it's unnecessary. And then if you try to take it out, people will start complaining. You just can't make nobody happy. But yeah, sorry, my you, bad, man. Yeah, you I, can't make nobody happy around it, dog. So, I know you was on so, something, man. So it's like at, at that at that point, you know, it's like man, they just trying to out the dude. Cause like y'all said, ain't no way he shouldn't be in the league. Ain't no way in our no I'm not gonna start naming quarterbacks again because y'all y'all pretty much hit the nail on the coffin with that but ain't no way he you could say that those 
the, those quarterbacks are better than him. I've heard people, you know, when it was still fresh, people say, well, he's not in the league because his, his, his stats were horrible his, his last season. Well, that may be true, but we've had quarterbacks that had the whole three, four seasons of sorry-ass stats that Fitz kept Patrick. in contact. <coughs> free, agency rolling, free agency roll around, they on a new team every single, you know, go around. So, no, it's not stats. Because if it was stats, then it would have been, you know, he would have been out the league. Or somebody would have looked past the past stats and said, hey, come, you've proven that you can be a starting quarterback. You've proven that you're a winner. You took a team to the Super Bowl and damn near won it. But it's just stats. I don't, I don't, I never bought into the stat stuff. It was but none but white people that said that it all has to do with, you know, the kneeling thing. So, man, no, in my opinion, Cap should definitely be in the league because Cap was, and he, he did his thing the way he can throw the ball. He can throw that mug and he can run. So he was Cam Newton before Cam Newton came into the league. I mean, anybody, any big athletic quarterback, that's in the league now. That was Cap was already doing that. I mean, hell, he even had a little speed on him, not as much as Lamar, but he was fast. That so, pistol offense, man, he changed the game with that shit. That too. That that too. So Cap has just been getting outed since that whole situation began, and and I wish that somebody would step up and be like, hey, we. We shouldn't do this man this way because we've seen worse stats in this league. For sure. So I, I just feel like the, the the man needs a chance. I don't want to hear about oh he had the workout but he messed it up and all that stuff. That's cap. That that's bullshit. Like again They they gave up on him. Like exactly they it was mm-hmm. it was a sweep you away and get you away from our toys and we're gonna just like make you happy so that we go it's like it's the equivalent of when you were a kid if you had siblings and younger siblings at that and you were playing video games your mama said hey you gotta play with your brother or your sister and you know you didn't you was playing a single player game what you do you give them a controller and act like you playing a game with you that's what they did to cap they mm-hmm. gave him a controller and said here you go over there go play over there in the box and we both playing the game. We're going to give you a shot. We're going to give you a call. And nobody did. Like, there was plenty of teams that needed cap. The Panthers, at that time, I think Cam Newton had just got hurt. Yeah, he with was. The shoulder the Panthers was spoiled. The Panthers could have been, could have definitely, it would have been plug and play. They could have pulled him in there. Nobody wanted to deal with the drama of talking about it. And, and it, what it really was is in the NFL, you can quote-unquote, force yourself on hoes, right? You can rape bitches outright. Big you bang. can beat up bitches. I guess I should say women, right? Okay, hold on, hold on. Don't cut it. But... Don't, no, don't, don't call them women. Nah, nah. We, okay, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> Not like, you know, these hoes is hoes, but it's like, you know, these bitches is be bitches. But like, you can be racist. You can actually... <laughs> Pay for bitches, like as an owner, <laughs> you can collude 
you can invite, you can break the rules and invite quarterbacks on your yacht and and try to openly recruit them niggas. You can do anything you want. Had a whole church. They had a whole yacht orgy, whatever that was. A whole orgy party, nigga. For trying to get that nigga to come to their team, bro. Yeah. You can do all of those things. You can willingly lose games and cheat, bro. They yes. willingly cheated to lose games so they can get the number one overall pick. Like, people forget all that shit that they did down there in Miami. You right? Tank for two, it was a real thing, nigga. And they got it documented. But you can do all that shit. And you could come back from that shit. But if you fight racial injustice... Oh no, we got problems. Uh-huh. Oh, you you got a problem with hey. black folks dying, black and, police? Hey. No, because that's what the that's what he was kneeling for. He yeah, wasn't kneeling for nothing else. But Trump he just got tired of seeing black people die by the hands of police, police brutality, not any white police, just police brutality. And they said, "Nah, nope, that's the line, nigga." They changed the narrative. They weren't comfortable with it, just like they wasn't critical, uh, you know, comfortable with critical race theory. And they was like, "Well, he's kneeling because they're shooting black folks." I don't like that. He hates the military. I like that. That makes me feel better. That's crazy to me. It's, 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 it's crazy to me. I, it, my boss at my old job, I quit a job because my boss was so anti Colin Kaepernick. And I told her, I said, how can you be? And I was her lead. Listen, this woman brought me in this team. I was a, I was a temp. I had first got up here to Charlotte. I was a temp. She hired me on, and then she hired me as her lead a year and a half later after she became the official manager. And this woman loved me. You know what I'm saying? This little white woman loved me. So much so that her husband thought that we was fucking. That's how much she loved me, right? She would just do for me. She would bring me food. She would cook dinner, and she would bring me food, bring me a plate the next day. Because she looked at me like a little brother, bro. Y'all were fucking. We was. I promise you. <laughs> you shut that shit up. Hold on. You shut your whore mouth. What are you saying? <laughs> my girl in the other room. You better uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Jim trying to have my. I got enough drama in my life, nigga. Oh, God. Jim trying to have you on the couch. I'm trying to. You you trying to fuck me up, nigga? What is this? <laughs> but like, she did so much for me. Right, developed me as like an actual person and as an actual like professional. Because I was still raw Debo, right? Man. In my yeah, early 30s. Th- oh, yeah. But we, she, she developed me as a professional, all that shit, right? And I looked at her in her eyes, and she would just go on and on, like, I can't believe he's kneeling for the flag. And da, 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 da. I said, Tracy, I don't care to say her name. I said, Tracy, how could you really say that you anti Colin Kaepernick? You hate him kneeling for the flag when he really kneeling about police brutality? Well, it's not that bad for I said, what if it was me? What if you woke up on Monday morning and you came to work and you got the call that I got shot by the police? Mm-hmm. And you know I ain't a thug like that. You know what I'm saying? Not no more. I have I'm a, I'm a family man. I had a I had a little kid at the time. I had a girl. You know me. If I got shot by the police, what would you say? And she would say I would be sad. I said, "Would you be angry at the police?" Well, I would want to know what were the circumstances. Why? You know me. <laughs> you don't need to ask the yeah, circumstances of me getting shot by the police because you know I'm not going to start no shit. And she couldn't answer. And that's yeah. how I know the white people really don't really care. They, man, they just, I mean, I can just bottom line this and um, we can uh, get to another subject, but it's all about them feeling comfortable. And the moment they start feeling uncomfortable about shit that happened, that's when they kick in the privilege part mm-hmm. of it. And that's what happened here with Cap. You are now listening to The Radio Show.
I'm okay with Derek Carr because you know he 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 white, but he a real ass nigga. Here's why. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. You are now listening to the radio show ATL. Gretchen said. There was nothing else that popped in your head. At the time, I thought it was a really smart idea. A fucking priest? But now I can see that it's good. A fucking priest? Upset you. Fuck! Fuck shit, bitch, no. dick, ass. Oh, you can't. Oh, well, I gotta get them all out now because I'm a fucking priest and I can't cuss around your family, Doug. Fuck! You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, ready? Here Let's we go. Do it. Two, three, four! Are you, are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, everyone, let's get started, shall we? Oh, yes. You are now listening to the radio show.
That's why so many things trouble me Can help the way my mind entwines Sometimes I wanna rewind So I write till every line It's like a breath of a blast from a nine
the CG Talk Podcast. I'm Zeno. I'm Zeus. We are a podcast of two ordinary guys who talk about everything and anything, including sports, entertainment, politics, as well as an interview or two or five. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or wherever else you find your podcasts. That's the ZZ Talk Podcast. ZZ hyphen Talk Podcast. Like and subscribe. Hey, this is Alora Lovelight, and you're tuned in to the radio show ATL. Make sure to check out my latest single, Erodicy, and follow at It's The Radio Show on Instagram. If you want your music heard on the radio show, email the radio show inbox at gmail.com. All right, we went a little, you know, heavy with the race talk, but hey, you know, that happens sometimes. So we don't have easy this week. So we uh, we had a one got to go, but, you know, due to time constraints, we're going to get to that next week. But, uh, you know, definitely um, appreciate the conversation that we just had. So we're going to get into random. Everybody knows what random is. It's that time of the show where you can take it to where you want to take it to, you know, get some off your chest. You know, it could be profound. It could be it, it's whatever. It's random. It's whatever is on your mind. All right. So. Um, I'm going to start off with Chris. Chris, man, what you got on your mind, man, that's random? Uh, random. Man, Adina Howard. Come on, our church. Talk to me. Come on, our church. Hey, listen. Shawty been bad for a long fucking time, bro. A long time. A long time, Shawty. But... And and not saying that I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not disputing her findings, but I seen a picture of Maya the other day. I seen her in that, I seen her in a clip of that new house party movie. Bro, and she was, Maya she still got that heat. Nigga, she fitted. She fitted. She still got that heat. Not Maya. Yeah, she Maya is bro. up there, bro. She cause she if she not if not fifty, she close to it. She probably like mid forties. She up there, bro. Google it right now. How old she <laughs> is? She up there. She All ain't right, forty four. All right, here's the please stand by. When we come back, we'll know how old Maya is. And be in the house for that man. <laughs> All right, so we're back here. Maya's forty three. Okay. So look that up. Okay. Well. All right. That's that still mean I can shoot my shot, bro. That's right in my age range, nigga. Both right here for your for your viewing pleasure. Take a look. I ain't married for mine, nigga. What you talking about? What <laughs> you, talking, you talking about? Chris, that's a good random. D- D- what's what's on your mind, man? I'm a, I'm almost afraid to ask you that. But what's on your oh, mind? Oh, you know, because I'm coming for your shit. I'm coming for your soul. <laughs> and you I already know. know so what's random is how I've known M16 for over 10 years at this point because i've known you longer than i've had a kid my kid will be nine this year right yep he knows i'm a comic book nerd but somehow he does not call me for the shows when he finna get into real nerd shit and then he goes on and make blasphemous takes about nerd shit this nigga's last episode they was talking (laughs) about is the mcu Phase four overrated is the underwhelming, and he had the most craziest takes I ever heard in my motherfucking life. And just in the sake of like time, all I'm gonna say is this a lot of people misunderstand phase four because they're not building phase four for everybody, they're building it for us two group of fans the super geeks like me and the general public. And if you in between that. You're not going to like it. 
And that's what it's for. It's they are building. They have to build world build in this next phase, and they have to show you what the multiverse is. And that's what phase four was. It was building you and showing you what the multiverse is. And for super heavy comic book nerds like myself, now I don't like everything that they did, but I did like a lot of it. And I love the little nuanced connections that they made between films and TV shows. But to say that Spider-Man No Way Home was a bad movie, man, I almost, I almost, I almost drive, drove down Atlanta and fought your ass, nigga. Is that crazy <laughs> to me? That's crazy to me. That's a top five fucking film in in the MCU, nigga. Period. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you keep that, and I, on another episode we can debate some more. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I that movie was just mid to me, but you weren't trying to hear that shit. I sent that nigga two voicemails, <laughs> about seventeen texts worth of shit. I promise y'all. <laughs> hey, um, Debo, while we on the uh, MCU right quick, what are you looking forward to the most of uh, the, the, the new phase and stuff? Incursions. I am looking forward to incursions. And if you don't know what incursions is, you need to watch Doctor Strange. A good movie, right? Because it ain't bad, right, M16? Because it's good. But incursions is the next big and I know it's the multiversal saga and they talking about King the Conqueror, but mm. really these the incursions is going to be what's the next big thing. That's going to be like the next fire ass shit, bro. Because two un- in the multiverse, two universes colliding together, one or both might get destroyed, is so significant that eventually all of them going to collapse on each other. And like my favorite story, my favorite st- comic book story in all of comics is Jonathan Hickman, who is the, the author of this story, is of Secret World 2015. And that is story is all about how the multiverse collapsed. All these multiverse, all these different verse, universes collided with one another and it was nothing left. And it's a story that connected to multiple like teams and multiple comic book runs. It connected the Fantastic Four to the Avengers and to to the Thunderbolts and to just like so many different comic book runs. And I literally read all of this shit and it was so good. It's 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 the best story that you're going to get. And I, I if you don't if you want any like landing part of where to go with comics, go read that. Go read Jonathan Hickman's run on Secret Wars. Fantastic. Just, just he's the best author. He's redone X Men, and I'm loving X Men right now. But yeah, I like the MCU. I like where it's going. But Incursions is what's next. Like when you start seeing multiple versions of the same characters duking it out to see which universe is gonna win, who, who not just win, but which universe is gonna stay alive, bro. It's gonna blow your fucking mind. You gonna see multiple versions of Black Panther fighting other versions of Black Panthers. You gonna see. This universe, Steve Rogers fighting that universe's Iron Man, and that Iron Man might not be Tony. Uh, 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 um, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. It might be a different actor playing him, yeah. but it's gonna be so epic, bro. I just hope they do it justice. I hope they don't just like kind of skip past it just to get the Kang. I want them to actually do it proper, and it looks like they are incorporating that with Kang. Yeah, Which is I, cool. I was me. about to ask because after the, the, the new Ant Man, you've seen all the multiple variants of Kang at the end. Yeah, man. Because they know they know about the incursions. 
Kings, they know because they've been here. They've seen this shit. I'm trying we're gonna to. We're going to have to dedicate great. another uh, episode to the MCU and get um, all the fellas back again because Debo ready to talk shit to me at any <laughs> point in time. Tyler, brother, what what's up, man? What What's randomly on your mind today? Oh, man. Jeez. To be honest, bro, I, I really don't have a random oh man ah uh, what about man look some you know i'm looking forward to you know flag football getting ready to start of course uh, i'm looking forward to football season you know yeah coaching the kids nice, man with their nice moves free agency moves i'm ready to put that on the field especially when we play atlanta <laughs> Uh, but man, I'm just, I don't know, I guess life is good. I don't really you have smooth any- grooving, bro. You smooth grooving. Yeah. yeah smooth and, grooving and, and sometimes that's what you did is what random is. You know, you just spoke about what was going on with you. It's it, you taking it wherever you want to take it to. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. Everything can't be a, a you know, a, a epic rant all the time. And that's, yeah. that's, that brings, uh, you know, some, a little bit of levity to the show. But that's where I come to fuck in. <laughs> I, I just, okay. So let me just say this. If you've watched any past episodes concerning Chris Rock, I just want to say that I was right. He ain't been funny. He wasn't funny in this last go round. Um, the jokes didn't hit. People waited all this time to hear him say stuff. And it just still went, it just wasn't shit, man. Like, it just wasn't. This is his time to redo himself again. He just couldn't. Well, he's talking about, you know, he he rooted for Will Smith all his life, and he was rooting for him in that movie to see him get whipped. Like, bro, just shut the fuck up and go away, dog, and stop making inappropriate jokes. Why is it inappropriate? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is it inappropriate jokes? Like, what is an inappropriate joke? Because that's what jokes are. Let me say this. All right. A G.I. Jane joke. I, I, I keep saying this. It's not funny because you literally had folks, including my brother, who had to Google that shit to figure out what he was talking about. I get it. They they young. That's what happened when you young, motherfucker. You got to learn <laughs> some shit. Learn some shit. Google some shit. They literally got it easier than us because we had to go to the Encyclopedia Britannica, motherfucker. All I'm, all I'm saying is, is that I'm tired of the whole Oscar slap thing. Will shouldn't have hit him at the same time. Chris Rock should have known better to make a joke about that. He didn't even turn it into comedy gold and reinvent himself. I just want the whole thing to go away because it's just, it just didn't lead to anything. Yeah. So while I, I agree with you that it didn't lead to anything and it wasn't, the payoff wasn't what it, you wanted it. But I also feel like essentially he got paid. <laughs> like that nigga turned his embarrassment into money. Cause Netflix played paid the fuck out of him for that shit. He did, and you people and, and, and people did show up to watch it, so that everybody got something out of the transaction. So, and he, essentially, he won in the end because he he embarrassed you, whether you didn't like the jokes or not. He oh. definitely took what you did to me and turned yeah. it back on you and embarrassed you. He did, you. He did win, but the he stuff that's, that he's supposed to be known for, that's where we lost. I didn't watch that shit. Cause I ain't want no part of. Cause I knew it wasn't gonna be funny. I'm like, he doing all this gearing up, and he not gonna bring it. Yeah, he just he ain't got it no more, man. I mean, and he I, old. He an older comic, and I get it. His his style of comedy ain't it no more. I get yep. that. I get that. He ain't like a Dave Chappelle where he literally is timeless. I get that. However, 
what I what I'm not gonna do because I'm a man who my mother was a travel agent who did travel for comics my when I was a young kid, right? That's what she did. She when Jamie Foxx created that that comedy festival, Last Palooza in Atlanta, she was the head uh travel agent for all these comics. She would get the hotel accommodations. There was the biggest event for her in a year, right? She did that. And so I grew up around comics. And what I'm not gonna accept in my life, because I'm so close to so many comics, is the right that comics have to make fun of shit. That's yeah. literally what their profession has been since the dawn of fucking time. Bro. I feel, if, and I don't want to take away from him because I've said this before and I'll say it again. Chris Rock is a comedy legend. He paved the way for many to come through past him. And it's not like he hasn't been funny because Chris Rock has been funny in the past. I'm but, not even arguing that though. It's not yeah. even about that he was funny or is funny. It's the fact that you know when a comic is on stage, he is probably going to make fun of somebody in the crowd. They literally call it crowd work. Mm -hmm. And if you too sensitive about whatever the fuck shit you got going on to take a fucking joke, whether it's a good joke, bad joke, old joke, new joke, if you can't take a fucking joke, then you ain't supposed to be in the motherfucking club. Literally, they have a name for motherfuckers like that. It's called hecklers, bro. So, like, you at an event where Chris Rock is on stage, he probably going to do some crowd work because that's what they paid him to do. And he talked to you and he called you ballhead, G.I. Jane joke, whatever. You don't like it, but who cares? Not everybody knew that she had alopecia. True, I know I didn't know that you shit. Know the first thing, you know what's the first thing I came up with when, when it happened, though? And this is no bullshit trying to bring levity to it was damn man at that point it was 2022 and at these award shows we still trotting out chris rock like we ain't got no new blood we just trotting out chris rock still like it's 1999 and that's, and that's true too but he also is a as a movie a bona fide movie star they've been mm -hmm. in several movies yeah. they got paid so Not they chose you listen you they gonna choose who people know and like in Hollywood, people know his name. They might not know. For instance, I'm a big fan of fucking CT. Uh, um, CT is dope on on YouTube, and he does he does a lot of skits and shit. I'm a big fan fan of Desi Banks. They're not gonna pull Desi Banks on the Oscars, bro. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that nigga comedy is for younger niggas like yeah. us. They're right? going with the names they know with people who resonate with the, the age group that's supposed <laughs> to be watching the program. Exactly. Exactly. But at the, at the same time. Yeah. Can we just, God damn, we just still trotting them out. Nigga, there was a couple of months later, or maybe even a couple months before that, a man jumped on stage at a Dave Chappelle concert and got stomped the fuck they out. They beat him the fuck They beat his, they beat his ass. And that's they what happens in a comedy club if you run up on a fucking comedian. Them niggas in the back will beat your motherfucking ass, bro. Hey. Some of them niggas be told, too. So, like, for Will Smith... Oh, privileged ass to hop on stage and defending his wife. Then, nigga, take your wife home, your bald-headed ass wife home, bro. This the same bitch that cheated on you with her fucking son's best friend, nigga, and had you on her TV show on Facebook and embarrassed your ass in front of a live studio audience, nigga, in front of everybody, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, what I'm not going to accept, and this is why I understand how people be caping for this shit, because, like, we going to say, oh, Jada was did wrong. Jada did real wrong ten times more. Yeah. Like Chris Rock said, he spoke real facts. Like, y'all might not have found it funny, but he was speaking the truth. That nigga was more embarrassed by what his wife did to him than what Chris Rock ever did to him. Like, you wanted to whoop August Alcina's ass, but and that's what the problem is. You ran up on a nigga that you knew you could whoop their ass because you was afraid that August Alcina probably beat your ass. And then, Tim, your bitch turned you into a meme on the internet, nigga. 
Like, <laughs> let's not act like everybody wasn't. Ain't, don't be sharing that nigga mean when that nigga face be sitting there like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, it was, that was on the red table talk. His the, bitch the did that to him. Was messed up, and I just, I just felt like you know, in situations like that where it happened, it was unfortunate that Chris Rock could have turned it into comedy gold. He didn't do that. Can we just let it be? Let's just he ride slipped. Up into the I, he slipped. He didn't. He didn't capitalize on it the way he probably should have. But, but he did capitalize you, on it. You, you did, and you're right because he capitalized it in the best way possible, and that's the, the, the way out. that old niggas do. Old niggas yeah. realize, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get paid off this. Oh no, I'm not gonna come on you and do your interview. No, 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 no. Yeah. Wait for the special to come out. No, 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 no. Wait for somebody to charge me for this bitch. Oh, Netflix, HBO, who, 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 you? You got it. <laughs> to the highest bidder. To the and highest fucking bidder. And, and like, Will Smith still look fucking stupid. You yeah, hopped on were, stage on the greatest night of your career the, to defend the, your the whole ass wife. Of, the crowning achievement of his career is tainted forever because of some nonsense. Mm -hmm. Because your so, whole ass wife was upset at a joke. Well, I could say this. When it comes to the biggest moment of his career, there is a great poet that's out there by the name of Christopher Maurice Brown who said, and I quote, these hoes ain't These hoes ain't loyal, nigga. They are not loyal, bro. <laughs> and that's the problem, nigga. These hoes are not fucking loyal, Charlie. And that's the first fucking rule of Fight Club. And that nigga didn't remember that shit. He from fucking Philly. He's supposed to know that shit. But you know what people are going to remember? Us doing this random segment, which was great, on the go, and my black friend. You are now listening to The Radio Show. I mean, we're already sick of white people saying the N-word. I think they get like a golden parachute. They, they, it seems like you're just doing it on purpose to get out of their job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to work here anymore. It's the quickest way out. Niggas. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right. All right. We had another great bringer friend night. Our fellas from on the go hanging out and my black friend, Chris. Tyler, man, Jimmy had to run earlier, but man, I'm so grateful to have y'all again, man. Um, what y'all got coming up that you know of soon? Man, we just trying to keep it flowing with the, the shows and the content, bro. We trying to stay on board, keep this thing rolling, you know, trying to keep it going, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The information for On The Go is on the screen right there where you can find them on YouTube and also all the audio providers and their social media. Please give them a like, a follow, a listen. They're doing great things in the world of sports, they are the sports authority and they actually watch the games. All right. So you check did. them out. All right. <laughs> check them out. All right. So we're going to swing it over to the homie, big Debo. All right. So Debo, man, my black friend is out there. Their information is on the screen right there. Debo, you know, I always definitely appreciate you coming in, spending some time talking shit to me. Like you always do. This is <laughs> always this is it, man. You know, this is, this is what we do, bro. This is what this we, is do, what we do, man. Yeah, man. Um, I just got to say again that I just completely appreciate y'all, man, for, you know, taking time out of y'all day to come kick it on this show. You know, I, my little, this little, you know, thing that we got popping, create this community. The Pie right family before. right here. This is the yes, Pie sir. Family. That's oh, exactly yeah. right. All right. Real quick before we go, though, real quick. Yes, sir. Let me just say this, because, like, first off, my birthday tomorrow. My oh, cash shit. app is in my fucking profile. Y'all send your boy some money. Next, <laughs> next Thursday, I'm going to L.A., for our 300th episode, it's going to be a five-parter. I'm talking about content on top of content. We doing five shows, bro, which is probably going to be about 10 to 12 hours of content. Then we got video content that's going to be coming because we filming ourselves going through this process of meeting up again after five years. It's going to be fantastic. And like, I'm just really blessed to be 
be doing this shit with y'all. I mean, I'm glad I found y'all. And you know, I've known you M16 forever, but like to do 300 episodes, I feel like to me is a big accomplishment. And so like, I'm is, super man. excited. If y'all haven't checked out, you know, you can follow us. My Black Friend Show, you can follow that everywhere. Debo Escobar on Facebook, you'll find me that way. And like, and check out the content because listen, five episodes. Y'all gonna have an episode dropping every fucking day, which is gonna be crazy to me. So like, I'm excited it's, about that shit, man. I, I'm, I'm proud of you, Debo. You know, I know you and I go back and forth, but you know that um, we got a real friendship. You know, you my people, man. I'm I'm super proud of you, man. And you know, wherever wherever you got going on, you know, I'm a support and I'm listening, man. You know that absolutely, so. man. Listen, I, that's why I'm trying to I'm trying to come on everybody's show. I was on, on the go a couple of weeks ago. I'm uh, I'm I'm just I'm just a I'm like a nomad at this point in my life where I'm just like hitting up every show on the internet. Anybody hit me up. I was on a fucking show about fucking uh, wrestling a couple of weeks ago. I'm just doing whatever. Anybody ask me to do something, I say yeah, because I just like to talk and I like to hear my but, motherfucking self talk. But we all know that your second home away from home is the radio show ATL, sir. ATL, even though y'all some some uh, New Orleans niggas, but it's definitely ATL. And if <laughs> it was radio ATL. show in New Orleans, I'd say fuck y'all. <laughs> but it's it's ACL because even though, you know, we got some beef with the sports teams, it's still our love for Atlanta, and that's how that goes. So Absolutely. speaking of the radio show ATL, if you want to be a guest on the radio show ATL, just send us an email to radioshowinbox at gmail.com, or you can send us a text, 678-800-1677. We look forward to hearing from you. So, again, much love to On The Go. Much love to Debo, my black friend, with that 300 episode coming up. All right? So I get to pull up my catchphrase. So please just remember and never forget, you're not just listening to a radio show or some radio show. You're listening to the radio show, ATL. Thank you for listening and watching. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. The comics. I'm going to try to make it real quick because I'm thinking about them. If you had to pick one that you could see in their prime, so to speak, right? So we got Red Jacket Eddie Murphy. We got Golden Dave Chappelle right now, mm. Bernie Mac, or Robin Harris. Oh shit! It's Eddie, man. It's either Eddie or Bernie. It's hard. It's to Bernie. Choose. I think I'm so Bernie. Dave Chappelle is Bernie. like my top three of comics. Bernie Mac is so goddamn funny, man. But Bernie Mac is like number one for me. Bernie, yeah, so Bernie Mac in Bernie. his prime is so fucking good. hilarious. He was hey. the, he's so good. Bernie Mac's old comedy pops up on TikTok reels, Facebook reels, and bro, every time they pop up, I sit, I watch it three, four times because it's just that damn funny. It's, it's that hilarious. Damn funny. Oh, like like Tom Bernie, like everybody in their prime. Listen, that, that's a a killer roster, and I will watch every single one of those comics. Man, that was a good but one. But Prime Bernie is like. Is, is 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 and I know y'all niggas don't like Richard Pryor, but he's like Richard Pryor. For oh, me. for sure. No, I like I like Richard Pryor. Yeah, y'all <laughs> niggas, y'all niggas had, had dissed Richard Pryor a couple of shows back when I was on. I was like, yo, y'all niggas wildin'. But I get it. Like y'all niggas chose Kevin Hart over Richard Pryor. That shit crazy to me, but I get it. I wouldn't choose Kevin Hart over Richard Pryor. Me, I wouldn't I would, either. I, and I'm, I, I wouldn't like either. Kevin Hart. Rich, I just man, think that Richard he's Pry corny. Richard Pryor shit so funny. If even to this day, they was on some. He was on some shit that's happening right now. Right. Now. Yeah, let's, they gave y'all that though. We done said this before. They gave y'all that. Let's keep it a stack. The Panthers have won the off season, so nobody. How? Where? Whoa, 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 whoa! We've won the off season. How though? Because y'all niggas finna draft Will Levis, bro. Don't get it twisted.
Nah, nah. You, you should listen. I live up here in Carolina. I know these niggas covering Will Levis like it ain't nobody's business. Yeah, listen, <laughs> y'all done gave up all that draft cap. Listen, if y'all don't pick CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, it's a failure. And guess what? It's either gonna be Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. That's what they no. talking about for y'all. You should have seen what happened today. Just don't worry about it. Just wait till draft night. Don't I worry know. I know they went to his pro day and they had like twelve hundred folks there. That don't mean shit. <laughs> no, they they told that man we're gonna get you a court when you he's like once you get your house in uh in North Carolina, well what they say in Charlotte, we're gonna get you a court. So don't worry about All right, it. man. We're gonna see. <laughs> we gonna see. I'm just and listen, I'm gonna call you and hit you up. If y'all don't pick up CJ, I'm just be like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. Bro, you, you know you ain't gonna call me. You you gonna call me out on Facebook. <laughs> and that's what I'm gonna do. And and, and we <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking for that post too. And will because I'm telling you, they are in love with motherfucking Anthony Richardson, and I get it. But like, you gonna give up all that draft capital for a project? Nah, that would be stupid. Because he's like, I get it. Physically, he's like Cam, and Cam was like y'all greatest quarterback. But he's like a worse Cam Newton. Like he ain't won shit. Cam Newton had won a championship. Cam Newton had won the Heisman. This nigga really ain't won shit. This nigga couldn't even beat Tennessee. <laughs> and my defense is sus. You feel me? Right. Right. But they love that nigga. They love the potential. And they been talking about Will. I'm just telling you because I live in Charlotte. And they've been doing highlights on everybody. And, like, these motherfuckers up here is in love with Will Levis, bro. They think that he's like Josh Allen. Who's, and, again, who's in me. Love with Will Levis? The reporters or the Re the, the report. I mean, you don't know until they make the pick. You just going based off of what these reporters are saying, their contacts are saying. So I was like, I don't know, bro. I would like to know what's the ratio of, of white to black reporters that are heavily covering Will Levis. So, I mean, they have a pretty decent because Charlotte is a black city. Right. So that's they got I'm a pretty curious. decent mix of like white and black reporters covering Will Levis up here. I don't want this to sound dumb, but I mean, the Carolinas are like the Bible Belt. You know they, no, it, it is. It is the Bible book. You're so, absolutely correct. I mean, they had a nigga in that quarterback. <laughs> they seen what that was like. <laughs> so it was like maybe, maybe they're like, this is our time to get us a Peyton Manning. And they went and, they and went the opposite direction. That's why they picked. Listen, listen, I got a, this is a podcast up here that I follow named um Pat Coltrane. And he called him the uh the Southern Mafia. And let me tell you something. These motherfuckers do not like Cam. They do not listen. They don't like Cam. They don't like nothing he represents. So that's why I'm like, I don't see them getting CJ. I don't see them getting Anthony. I mean, they might get Anthony Richardson, but like, I would not be surprised if they come out with Will Levis, bro. I'll tell you why they get CJ, because he light skin, so he could kind of flex. He is. They're going to make he him is. get rid of the hit. They're going to make him get rid of the braids. Yeah. They're going to look like Patrick Mahomes slash Rocco <laughs> Dash. And that's yeah. it. We up. <laughs> I mean, just look at the coach I hired, bro. It's like, they go in the opposite direction of everything. The dash. I'm just, and then like, anyway, I ain't gonna go though. I ain't going. Yeah, we don't want to derail the whole show, right? I know. I kind of tried to gear it towards you know the race component because that's kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um. So, Ralph, whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Did he fall off the call? Oh, he said his his internet is acting. He'll be right back. It's still recording. So, Light skin folks. Right, right, right. We'll we'll just keep going until yeah, Ralph we keep this thing on rolling, man. This thing going on, but I mean, did, I, I do want to bring this up. Did y'all hear about Foster Moreau? 
Oh, no. the guy who uh was recently uh diagnosed with cancer, right? Yeah, Saints had signed him. Well, gave him an offer, and he had to pass his physical. They found out he got a uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh my oh, god, that's terrible. Bro. It's crazy. That's terrible. Damn. Yeah, man. So shout out. I, I know I'm not a Saints fan, and I know it's my rival, but shout out to their medical staff for catching that, bro. So yeah, thanks. They finally imagine you going on a job interview, and then that's how they tell you that you sick. We can't sign you like you can't get this contract because you, know, you got cancer. Right, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, and all aside from the sports, you know, just it's a humane situation. Prayers out to that man, you know. As, as a man, um, that, that I feel sorry for this man, and I'm a, I'm gonna put him in my prayers. But also, as a Falcons fan, I mean, <laughs> it's Saints. This this is a typical Saint thing to do. <laughs> bro, what you talk bro? Hey, you try to sign somebody with cancer. That's what Saints do. Uh, I'm not taking L's. I'm not being a part of that one. Taking L's. That's what, what they do. They gonna sign somebody that got cancer. Oh my God. Saints. <laughs> what, what, did I, what did I come back to? Because <laughs> this fuck Saints forever, baby. Me. Listen. I was I was a human for two minutes. Listen, I gave you the humane answer. I feel I told you I was gonna pray for the man. But hey. I mean, at the same time, this is a Saints thing to do to sign a nigga with fucking cancer, bro. It's oh just you God. being authentic, bro. You just sticking to your script. That's it. Listen, I gotta stick to the bit.